This is We Need to Talk About Sam, a podcast where a Supernatural superfan and a Supernatural newbie discuss every single episode of the hit CW show. And this week, we will be covering Season 4, Episode 9, I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'm Kenzie. I'm Haley. And we need to talk about Sam. this episode because there's only one song in the entire friggin episode and it's in the bar scene at the very beginning and we hear nothing of it <laughs> there's nothing on that plate for you Clobear. did your mom trick you with the promise of food did she did she say there was food and then snatch you up yeah she did give you some food though okay are you ready baby put read it away I'm reading about what the protest was. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, I didn't divide up the notes. God damn it. One second. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Now I've divided up the notes. That looks about even ish, right? Okay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, so. We kick off our recap. Um, we establish cast, the rising of the witnesses, the seals, Sam's secretly using his powers with Ruby, Uriel being a dick, ta-da. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Um, and our episode kicks off with uh, a, an interview with um, Anna Milton, who's a young woman in a... Uh, She's in Connor Beverly Behavioral Medical Center, and her psychiatric counselor has some questions for her. Um, we learn that Anna is being held there because she became hysterical after while attempting to warn people about the oncoming apocalypse. Apparently, it took four people to subdue her. <laughs> um, she throughout like this whole scene, she becomes dis- like she gets distracted hearing. Like, we can hear, like, faint, whispery voices. Like, they're indistinguishable. You can, yeah. You can kind of hear the whispery sounds, and it's clear that only she can understand them. Um, And she says that she knows she sounds crazy. Um, She says that there are over 600 seals, and Lilith only needs to break 66 of them to release Lucifer, which means that it is impossible to stop Lilith because no one knows what seal she plans to be breaking. Will it ever become explained why she has powers? Anna? Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, no. She has a special child? No. Okay. Because she did a force push. We're getting to that. (laughs) Yeah. Noted, um, we realized too late that this would have been a perfect opportunity for a combo episode, because this episode literally ends with a to be continued and leads right into Heaven and Hell, the next episode. But it's a little too late for us to be doing that, Um, seeing as it's 2 (laughs) a.m. We were going to record last night, but we fell asleep. Yes. 
That's literally what happened. Because I was living. We sat down I was on the couch. Going on forty-eight hours with maybe like two hours of sleep. Yeah. We sat down <laughs> on the couch, and Haley like laid down on me, and then I was like, mm, "This is comfy." And then we woke up two and a half hours later with YouTube still playing, and so then we just went to bed. I don't know how many videos we watched, but we watched we probably watched, quite a few. I literally went to the history, and the last one I remember watching um, was the no i can't remember yeah it was the knott's berry farm one and we'd watched three half hour ones and one hour one so we watched about two and a half hours of youtube (laughs) in our sleep (laughs) we literally woke up as the last one was ending the hour one so yeah i just kept auto playing um ordinary adventures which i like them so yeah (laughs) so okay back on topic um so yeah, Anna is hearing voices, and she knows a lot about the oncoming apocalypse. A lot. Way too much. Um, we cut to that night, um, an orderly comes in to give her her medicine, and she freaks out, and she's like, your face, and he says, I know, I'm downright kissable. <laughs> Which is the worst line, <laughs> but it's also so, it's such a demon I'm line. I'm downright kissable. They know they're ugly as fuck. Um, and he, like, flashes his black eyes. And she uses, like you mentioned, a force push, basically, to shove a piece of furniture into him to, and knocks him, him out. And then she escapes. So. How she escapes the whole facility, it is unknown. Good question. No, no idea. But she gets the fuck out of there. She escapes the room. I don't blame her. <laughs> um... It cuts to a bar where Sam is drunkenly losing at pool. Does it ever establish why he's drunk? It's very clear that this is a, a ruse. He is, is drunk, so he's racking up like a debt to this guy. Uh-huh. And he's upping the antes. He's like, $500. Dean's trying to like de-escalate, you know? But he's not really trying. And uh, Sam I didn't even catch that, ups honestly. The, the, I, yeah, he... He's like five hundred dollars. The guy's like okay, and then see you can kind of see Sam like sober up as he goes in for the first shot. He like breaks the the I don't know what it's called. It's called breaking when they do yeah. the first shot in the pool game. But it, it like Sam is really good at pool. Actually, there's an episode in season fifteen where his pool skills become a necess a necessity. And he also looks really hot in that episode. <laughs> very... You think he looks hot in every episode. That's true. But he especially <laughs> looks hot in that episode. Like, because they put him in, like, a black button-up. And we never see Sam in a black button-up. He looks so good. <laughs> like, the framing while he's doing the pool game. It's it's a good episode. But that's not for many, like, at least a few years. <laughs> um, So, yeah. He's... They're, they're grifting this guy. They're... Sam is gonna wipe his wipe the floor with him in this pool, this game of pool and win all of that money back and more. Okay. And walk off with it. We'll see. The first half of this episode I was finishing homework, so I was multi-desk. Yeah. We'll see Dean do this exact thing on his own in a future episode as well. Like play up the drunk idiot and then mop the floor with him and walk away with a bunch of money. <laughs> it's it this is obviously something they've done before. But, um, and Dean pretends to intervene, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Dean is pretending. He's but like... Sam's insisting. Um, but before he, um, 
wins the game against the guy. He's like, He's just keep Ruby. the money. And Dean's like, what? Because <laughs> it's $500 that Dean just, or that Sam just put on the table. Um, Ruby, like, motions them over. And Dean's not happy about it. But she's like, just listen to me. <laughs> Dean says something. He, what is the line he says? And she says something like, I don't have time for you to... I don't know. Dean says, you got a lot of nerve showing up anywhere near me. Um, And Anna says that she has info and then she'll leave. Yeah. So. (laughs) We got leads. Big leads. Sounds dangerous. (laughs) 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 She's... (laughs) <laughs> Ruby and Dean's dynamic is pretty great because yeah. she he hates her and I think she kind of hates him a little bit but they also have to tolerate each other for Sam's sake yeah <laughs> and so it's just golden all the time Jensen and Genevieve are such they're they're cuties they're good friends they're adorable <laughs> so Ruby informs Sam and Dean that there's a woman called Anna Milton who's escaped a psychiatric hospital and is uh, being? being pursued by demons because she can hear... Did, wait, did she tell them at this She point? can hear voices. You hear voices but, of yeah, some sort. Yeah, she's schizophrenic, according to the doctors, and she can hear voices. But for some reason, the demons are interested in her. And they want... Oh, and just, she, she um, said some interesting info. The demons actually want to capture her alive. Yes. Which is yeah. something that they hadn't heard of before. Yeah, which is pretty unusual for demons. Um, so they all take off to find her, despite well, Dean's Ruby. reluctance. Ruby doesn't come with them. Oh. Yeah. Well, Sam and Dean do that. Sam and Dean decide to drive to... I don't know where the fuck they're going, actually. Where are they going? They're going to find... Somewhere in Ohio. Anna Milton. Yep. Somewhere in Ohio. And D- Dean... I was called him Dan again. Sam and Dane. <laughs> Dan. Um is okay with like going after the girl she he's just upset that yeah, ruby gave yeah, him the like, tip he's like I, i'm down to help this random chick who's being hunted by demons it's that's not what i have an issue with <laughs> yeah dean where sam talks about how ruby was there for him when dean was gone and dean asks for more details but sam's like well you didn't tell me anything about hell yeah <laughs> and and then there's a tense silent, and Sam has a flashback. Yeah, we cut back to six months earlier. So many Which Haley, I missed Haley, the six months earlier. <laughs> Haley missed the six months earlier. So she looks up, and she goes, why is he drunk? And I was like, uh, like what Dean is, just died? And what is he dicking up? <laughs> yeah. Sam is, a very drunk Sam, is burying a box at a crossroads. Um, and the demon doesn't immediately appear, and you, he yells, come on, at, like, the universe, basically. Um, and the demon reveals himself. And this is where I paused the episode and would pointed out the fact that crossroad demons canonically take on a form that is supposed to be appealing to the person who summoned them. So it is very interesting that Sam Winchester gets a male crossroad demon. And he wasn't even that good looking of a crossroad demon. Oh, uh, I don't think he was that bad looking. I didn't think he was attractive. <laughs> You're a lesbian. <laughs> I can still recognize him. <laughs> Certain men are attractive. That's fair. I just didn't think he stood out that much, but no, teach he's their not own. like. I mean, compared to like Jared and Jensen, like, yeah. he's not a bad looking dude. He's a pretty decent looking guy. 
Yes. <laughs> no offense to the actor. <laughs> oh, but this it is, is coming from a lesbian, so yeah. It is notable though that Sam's demon, Sam has a male crossroad demon. Granted, this demon has zero plans to deal. Um, Sam, like he lays down the demon knife. He says there's no devil's traps anywhere. He's not here to play games. He wants to make a deal, and this demon is not going to deal with him. It's not. There's no no deal that Sam can make. Um, he stabs his demon in the hand. There's like a barrel that Sam sets the... Um, thanks, Chloe. There's a barrel that Sam sets the knife down on and the demon like leans on it. And Sam stabs the demon in the back of the hand, like pinning his hand flat against the top of the barrel. Um, and he demands to trade places with Dean. He doesn't want 10 years. He doesn't want five years. He doesn't want candy. He wants to trade places. That's literally the line. He's like, is there ever a specific explanation why they wanted Dean in hell so bad and yes. Sam not in hell? Yes. That'll get explained? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the demon refuses to trade, and Sam's like, it's a fair trade, and he knows that Lilith wants him dead, and he just, he's like, why the, why the fuck won't a demon trade with me? Uh, and the demon explains that Dean is exactly where they want him. Dean in hell is was the plan all along that's what the demons want um so he's like you can kill me like but it's not gonna get your it's not gonna bring you your brother back so yeah (laughs) Um, sam went through some shit while dean was dead yeah so they go to the hospital disguised as fbi agents i think i think so um, and are talking to Anna's doctor and find out she'd been talking about demons and the apocalypse starting in or starting within the last two months. Mm-hmm. Um, the doctor shows Anna's sketchbook, which shows that she knew about the breaking of the seals. She literally wrote Rise of the Witnesses in her sketchbook in big letters, and Sam's eyes get huge. He's like, oh, (laughs) this isn't just a general talking about the apocalypse. Crazy. This is uh, no some real life shit. (laughs) Um, She explains that her father was a church deacon, which the doctor thinks could be a part of why Anna's paranoia took on religious themes. Yeah, yeah. So, the boys, um, their first stop is Anna's house. Uh, they find her parents dead on the floor, um, along some with sulfur. some sulfur. So, fortunately, the demons were ahead of them. And Dean's like, if I was, uh, you know, girl interrupted, where would I go? And Sam goes to look at Sam family photos on the mantle, and he notices something that he is familiar. And he asks Dean for the pictures from Anna's sketchbook. And there's specifically a pattern she drew multiple times of stained glass that matches the window of the of her father's church building, which he, you can see in the background of this photo. So they head there, because if you are running from demons, what's the safest place to be? It's consecrated ground. At Smart. least if it's good omens. <laughs> here, here are demons. At least the demons we're dealing with today don't really care so much about that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, they find Anna hiding upstairs. She recognizes them when Sam introduced them. She says that the voices she hears are the angels. And they've been talking about Sam and Dean. Um, Dean, some say Dean um, could be able to save them. She says, some of them don't like you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and they're like, when when did the voices start? And she says, oh, I know exactly the day. It was September 18th, which is the day the Dean was um, rescued from hell. And she says the first words she heard, Claire Isabel, were Dean Winchester is saved. Which, like, can you imagine that? Like, waking up, like, just having a normal day, and then suddenly this voice in your head says that Dean Winchester is saved, and then you just start hearing voices. Like, that's not freaky at all. Yeah. <laughs> She's taking it surprisingly well, honestly. Yeah, all things considered. Yeah, Dean Dean kind of helps, like, put it in perspective a little, too. She's like, I don't know, I can hear them, but I don't think they even know I exist. And he's like, well, that's why the demons want you, because you're tuned into Angel Radio. And he's like... she's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like, it, like, makes perfect sense to her. He, like, helps her, like, calm down. It's cute. Yeah. Uh, Um, At that point, Ruby bursts in, (laughs) scaring Anna, because she can see her demon face. (laughs) Um, She says, some big demon followed them from Anna's house and they need to go. Yeah. Well, she's like, the demons are coming and Dean's like, how do I know you didn't lead them there? And she's like, because you led them here, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam tells Anna to hide like in a closet and Ruby says, like, no arguments. We, you need to exercise the demon right now right now, or everyone's gonna die, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, and even Dean doesn't put up an argument with yeah, that. Yeah, Dean's like, okay. <laughs> Um, so the demon breaks the door down and Sam tries to exercise him apparently revealed his white eyes but I missed that part too she she wasn't looking Um, but he didn't have the strength or power to do it and the demon throws him very painfully down the stairs (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's amazing Um, he came out of it with only a cut yeah in the chaos Ruby helps Anna escape while Dean attacks the demon, and the demon says hello again. Yeah, he, he calls him by name. Dean recognizes him. He's like, well, I'm wearing this pediatrician, but... <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that line. It's such a good line. He's like, I forgot I'm wearing a pediatrician. <laughs> He's like, we were close in hell. And Dean calls him Alistair, just before Sam rushes in and stabs the demon with the knife. Special in knife. the heart. And Which doesn't, doesn't do much. Doesn't do anything. It clearly hurts. Yeah. But definitely doesn't kill him. And the boys barely escape, and they crash through the stained glass window, leaving the demon and the knife behind. There is a bit in the um, companion about that. Why didn't the demon just follow after them? That's a really good question. Probably because I think he realized that Anna had gone one way and they were going another. Hmm. So it was like, either follow them or follow Anna. And so he probably needed to regroup. Um, and he also was playing. How did they not break anything jumping from the second story? That's a really good question. (laughs) He was also onto stairs too. It wasn't just jumping out the window onto like a grassy lawn or something. Like that. That was the front window above the doors, which were at the top of a set of stairs. That would have hurt. (laughs) And Dean somehow only dislocated his shoulder. That wasn't even from landing. It was from the fight. yeah. That was even, that was a, yeah. That was from the fight. Um, there's a bit. So, um, as a stunt coordinator, Lou Bolo said, Jared and Jensen love to do their own stuff, and I know what you did last summer. They dove out a church window, and there was no way they weren't going to do that stunt. It was such a dramatic shot. They were a good 18 feet in the air when they came out that window. Thinking Jeez. about running at those windows, knowing you're going to fall 18 feet when you get through them, is a bit daunting. 
Um, I'd never experienced anything like that drop before, or anything like that drop before this, Jared Padalecki says. I'd never bungee jumped, and I don't skydive or anything. When you run and jump out of a window that high, at first you're thinking, did they move the mat? Am I going to follow my neck? Break my arm? Then there's that split second where you stop forward momentum and you start going down, where you're like, uh, why am I not moving forward anymore? It's terrifying, but it was a lot of fun. It was probably the biggest stunt we've done. And Below continues, it was really interesting when they blew up that window. And it was challenging in the sense that we couldn't chance hurting them. The, the glass was candy glass, a resin that's very brittle and light. I could eat it if I want to. I could chew it and I wouldn't get cut. But when you put the windows in, the supporting pieces are usually made of balsa wood, which you can cut, which you can back cut and it'll break easily. But if it happens to land on its end and a sharp piece is sticking up and you've got a body coming down, that's not a good thing. What we designed for that particularly that particular gag was that we had all the pieces the glass sits in made out of foam. It's a special kind of foam that when it breaks, it doesn't show white. It shows a dark brownish color that looks kind of like wood. It breaks easily, but the key thing about it is when you lay, lay it down and jump on it, it just collapses into the dust so the guys were totally safe. But yeah, so like that whole window frame, the part where they were break jumping through it was resin, like a, a very brittle resin yeah. and foam. Huh. And they were actually 18 feet in the air, <laughs> which is fucking bonkers. Yeah, this is quite the oh, fall. Also, Julie McNiven, who plays Anna, um, she's blonde. She's a natural blonde. She says, I swore to myself that I would never move to L.A. a blonde because I knew there were too many blondes there already. I was in New York for four or five years, and after the first year, I met with a casting director, and she said, you know what? I think you should pull a Julia Roberts and go red. So I did. Then when I used to serve tables and stuff, probably four times a day, people would say, you look exactly like Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> She's been a redhead ever since. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Julia's cutie. She's a cutie. I dropped my bookmark thingy. Oh, well. But yeah, there you go. Some stunt stuff. <laughs> that was interesting. So, yeah. We go from here to... <laughs> I just noticed this. Ruby possesses the body of a brain-dead Jane Doe in a coma who was brain-dead. <laughs> shish, shish, shish. <laughs> I'm working I thought that own... was from the... Um... No, it's me. <laughs> I added that in. <laughs> I forgot to take it out. <laughs> okay, so we cut from the boys smashing through a window to their motel room where Sam is stitching up his arm. Um, we get some real close-up shots on this, like the, the needle and everything. It's grody. Um, before he helps Dean with his dislocated shoulder. I love how he goes on three and then <laughs> goes on one. Because that's what, <laughs> you, something they you recommend You want to distract them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't want them to tense up. Like, Dean, if you counted to three, Dean would tense up on three. So, um, Dean is very skeptical about whether Ruby is going to actually keep Anna safe. Um, he demands that Sam tell him why he trusts Ruby so much. Um, I actually forgot to do that. I was like, I feel like I was meant to, because this is very long. Unless you want me to do that part. I can do that part if you want me to. Because I guess this is all kind of spread out. And I think if you, you want, have a longer sure. bit down here. Okay. okay. I will. I just realized Excuse I can just control Z it. So we get another flashback. Um, six months, and this is immediately after Sam coming back to the motel room after failing to make a deal with the demon. Um, he is attacked by Ruby and another demon. Um, and Ruby reveals that Lilith released her from hell on the condition that ke she kill Sam. 
Um, instead, she kills the other demon and tells Sam they need to go. And as they drive, she explains that despite, like, like she talks about how it was, like, how much shit she went through trying to prove to Lilith that she could be trusted so that she could be, like, released from hell so that she could come help Sam. Um, she's like, I became a fugitive for you. Um, but when she says she can't help him save Dean, Dean or Sam rejects her offer and kicks her out of the car. Um, he also demands that she vacate the body she is possessing because she's just <laughs> possessing some secretary. And then it cuts to And we cut scene. to a hospital and the doctor's pulling the plug on a, a Jane Doe in a, who's, who's brain dead in a coma. Um, they're pulling the plug. <laughs> and like you get like the, the long drawn out beep because like the heart monitor and then it starts beeping normally and then the body like gasps and sits forward <laughs> and Ruby's like who do I have to kill to get some french fries around here <laughs> it's so dramatic I love it and the way they just stare at her and the two the two doctors are just like what the fuck <laughs> like this lady was dead 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 and now she is not she's asking for french fries <laughs> yeah so Ruby goes and finds Sam who is like squatting in this house that's this like abandoned building. It's that, actually kind of a really cool is location. Is that the location that Dean and Bobby find him at the beginning of the season? No, yeah, he's in a motel room at that in that one. Okay, that's that a motel the room. Same to me. This is one. um this is very clearly in a bed. There's literally plants growing up the walls. I didn't <laughs> notice that. <laughs> <laughs> There's like like big gaps between the wood slats of one of the walls, and you can see like vines growing. It's actually a really cool set. I like it. It's very neat. Um, so she finds Sam. Uh, she she gives him a death certificate and says, "This body is one hundred percent socially conscious. I recycle." Al Gore would be proud. <laughs> did she steal it, or she did she ask the doctors, "Can I keep that as a souvenir?" <laughs> Maybe she might have. I don't. I mean, she probably just took it. She's a demon. Um, and she offers to help Sam learn how to use his powers so that he can take revenge on Lilith. Um, he accepts her offer. Which she's kind of surprised by how quickly he does this. Like, there's no hesitation, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, and so he, after a little back and forth, she promises to teach him <laughs> everything she knows. So. We cut back to the present day, where we learn Sam is telling Dean this story now via flashback. Yep. Um... Dean asks what Ruby taught him, and Sam says he was a crappy student. Yeah, he's like, well, the first thing I learned is that I was a crappy student. <laughs> so he, we go back into our flashbacks. Um, he is unsuccessful at exercising demons at first, and is pretty frustrated. And this is where we get the hottest scene in all of Supernatural, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he was like, oh! <laughs> um, first off, Sam is wearing a single layer He's basically naked. Every Supernatural fan knows that. A single, The boys in single layers is the closest we get to naked half the time. Most of the time. Because they're Does, always wearing like 12 layers. I have a question. Yes. Does Ruby have ulterior motives or is she actually just like really like Sam? In this, I, I don't know. Well, you're the one that's seen the show. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying to figure out how not to spoil things for you. So she does have ulterior motives. Yeah, but she also likes Sam. Okay. Well. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. Um, so Ruby basically seduces Sam. She tells him that things will get better with time. 
um, and like climbs in his lap and it's a whole thing and I just put a line of fire emojis because it's really hot this is a really hot scene um, and this episode notably is written by Sarah Gamble who has written both of our previous Sam sex scenes which would be the most recent one what is his dream with Bella oh, where yeah. he goes down on Bella and then before that is with Madison yeah so we i didn't realize that until tonight that three of my favorite sam scenes were all written by sarah gamble um i wonder if she wrote i wonder hang on hang on Come on, where is the super wiki? No, this one was written by Catherine Humphreys. There's saying... another sex scene coming up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a very sexy season. Also, like, it kind of makes a bit of sense once you kind of know more about what's going on with Sam. Is he turning dark side? I was gonna sneeze. Um, why must you ask questions like this? <laughs> what? It's not so that's, much about dark side. That's the theme With of the, the sex season, scene. right? Yeah, but the, the 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 I don't think the sex scenes are so much about him going dark side as him like being really charged up. Like he's got a lot of energy to put it. Not spoilery. Again. You got a snuggle bug. Hi, Kobe. She's being nuggly. She is being nuggly. And you're really cute. Hi, puppy. Um, but yeah, this is a really hot scene. There's literally like ripping each other's clothes off and like ah, clawing at each other, and it's really hot. <laughs> People like to joke that this is an episode that the Padalecki kids will have to skip. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. To watch your parents. Oh my god, it would be so that. weird. I would die. <laughs> I like I love my parents and like my, I know my parents like love each other but even them just normal kissing is like yeah. no thank you I don't need to know anything no one ever about that. needs to or wants to see anything nope. like that no thanks I'm good <laughs> and including Dean mm-hmm. Cut back to present Dean day <laughs> Dean decides he doesn't want to hear all that <laughs> yeah let me find the bit because it's so good um uh Yeah, all right, pull it. <laughs> That's what the doctor says. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it's such a... Okay, it's so hot, though. Like, the whole bit where Ruby's like, is it because it's wrong and it's bad and we shouldn't? Like, it's so fucking hot, okay? <laughs> Here we go. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> I told you I was coming clean. Yeah, but now I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so good i love it i love this episode it's such a good episode <laughs> he's like sounds like there's more to the story dean's like to skip the nudity please <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, dean is very skeptical he's like all you've told me about is a manipulative bitch who uh, screwed you played mind games with you and did everything in the book to get you to go bad so yeah 
Sam says that Lilith was in town and he wanted to strike first. I love the too much information. It's so good. I love that it just cuts from Sam and Ruby like aggressively going at it to Dean just looking like he wants to claw his brains out because <laughs> there he hasn't seen anything. <laughs> like, yeah. So we come back to five months earlier. How much details will Sam get telling Dean here? <laughs> I, I don't think I want to know. <laughs> It's really funny because for all of the attention that Dean pays to Sam's sex life, <laughs> he immediately is like, no. <laughs> uh, come back to five months earlier. Um, Sam has found some omens that lead him to Lilith and he wants to go after her. Ruby is like, are you fucking insane? You're not ready. And Sam's like, well, I'll take that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Are you going to sneeze again? Mm, don't think so. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ruby is, tells him, like, this is a suicide mission, and Sam's like, I'm going anyways, and that's where she realizes that he knows that there is no way that he will survive this. Um, and he wants to die, because living, like, killing Lilith and surviving means life without Dean, and Sam would literally rather, at this moment in time, be dead. Yeah. Which is ow <laughs> but also makes perfect sense like very understandable that this is the headspace that sam is in right now like he's so desperate and ruby has already told him there's nothing he can do to save dean from hell she literally says that she doesn't know of anything powerful enough to save dean except for maybe an angel yeah well neither of them think it right she doesn't think angels exist <laughs> Well, I know, I'm just saying. So, yeah. That is the um, only thing. So, hi, Fliff Nugget. Is your mom annoying you? <laughs> She's so cute. She is so cute. So, Sam goes anyway, and he, of course, walks into a trap uh, where he's attacked by two demons, um, but rescued by Ruby. She kills one with her knife, but then is disarmed and overpowered, and Sam, who has, like, taken the little girl that they had posing as Lilith, to safety he comes back in just in time to exercise the demon successfully with his powers and save her yeah so you go you're right here um sam explains that ruby came back for him and saved his life and she got through to him and kept him alive in a dark time yeah and he said she was saying the things Dean would have said and Sam wouldn't be here without her. Yeah, literally. And I think Dean finally understands. Kind of, yeah, he's a little he's a little more understanding now of why Sam is so like not like stuck with Ruby like why he, Sam, continues to trust her. Yeah. So. Then a knock on the door reveals that Ruby has possessed, <laughs> possessed the body of a maid <laughs> at so the hotel great. where they're this staying. This actress does <laughs> She's amazing. So we literally get okay. three different Rubies in this episode. There's like a knock on the door and Dean's like who is it? She's like, housekeeping. He's like, not now. And she's like, I have towels. And he's like, what the fuck? So he opens, <laughs> he opens it the door. and she and walks just... in, covers the blinds and hands them a note. Yeah. What does the note say? Um, she... Here, let's find the the bit. Um... She... 
Dean's like, couldn't you just leave him at the door? And she goes, I'm at this address. Oh, and she's like, address. go now. Go through the bathroom window. Don't stop. Don't take your card. Don't pass go. There are demons in the hallway and in the parking lot. <laughs> He's like, Ruby? She's like, okay, yes, I'm possessing this maid for a hot minute. Sue me. <laughs> He's like, what about coma girl? Slowly rotting on the floor back at the cabin with Anna. So I've got to hurry back. See you when you get there. Go. <laughs> like, that's literally... She's like, yeah, my body is rotting. Please let me leave. <laughs> It's so it's good. <laughs> so good. This actress kills it. She's so funny. She um, nails the sass is perfection. <laughs> oh, I forgot to get into her Alistair lore. I guess we can do that at the in a sec. Should we do the Alistair lore now? I should have done it a minute ago. If you want. Um. So this is only the first of what? One, two, three. It's a pup nugget. Six times we'll see Alistair? Yeah, six. I think. I love Alistair. He's, honestly, he's awesome. <laughs> Genuinely, Alistair is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's evil, but he's fantastic. <laughs> um, Ruby refers to him as the Grand Inquisitor. Um but according to so Nicholas Knight who is the author of multiple of the like supernatural novels he classified Alistair as a demon chief of staff at the in the top hierarchy of hell and suggested the character might even be the second oldest demon ever created in oh. existence in the show's mythos which would make sense considering Alistair has white eyes um Sarah Gamble supported this characterization by explaining that Alistair, unlike other demons who have no experience with angels, is exceptionally old and powerful, so he knows a trick or two. And um, actor Mark Rolston, who I think plays him in this episode. Where's my thingy? Yeah. He plays the, he, the pediatrician vessel. Um, he called him the John Gotti of demons, who was... John Joseph Gotti Jr. was an American gangster. Um, so... <laughs> um yeah alistair is really cool <laughs> he has white eyes his presence literally causes statues to weep blood i was wondering about that yeah like that's not a that's very unique to him okay um that's how we forgot to mention that because ruby like um when she's at the church when she them comes he's in coming. to tell them that like they need to fucking move the statue of mary that's up there in the like attic space starts weeping blood and she says it's too late so um the super wiggy says the character alistair may be a reference to the demon alistor in christian demonology who is the chief executioner and torturer for the monarch of hell he's an exceptionally cruel demon probably now, the name Alistor became a commonplace term in reference to evil spirits or foul-tempered individuals. Um, there's a super wiki thing about it. Um, he's considered a kind of possessing entity to, likened to nemesis. And it's also a term in general, generic term for a class of evil spirits, the, term, the name Alistor. Um, there's a bunch of different Alistors. Oh, it's an epithet for the Greek god Zeus. Interesting. Also, the name is the name also one used. Of, um, Hades horses, apparently. Yeah, a black, a black horse. horse belonging to the Greek god Hades, one of the four horses drawing his chariot when he rose from the underworld to bring Persephone down with him. Um, Persephone. 
The other three were Orpheus, Athon, and Nicias, something like that. Um, but yeah, so Alastor, an epithet for the god, Greek god Zeus, according to Hysatius of Alexandria, is, which described him as the avenger of evil deeds, specifically familial bloodshed. As the personification of a curse, it was also a sidekick of the Erinys, um, which is the Furies. Oh. Um, the name is also used, especially by the tragic writers, to designate any entity or demon who avenges wrongs committed by men. In Euripides' play Electra, Orestes questions an oracle who calls upon him to kill his mother and wonders if the oracle was not from Apollo but some malicious Alastor. There is an altar to Zeus Alastor just outside the city walls of Thassos. So. Hmm. Huh. By the time of the 4th century BC, Alastor in Greek had degraded to a generic type of insult with the approximate meaning of scoundrel. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. Um, it could um, Alastor could also be a reference to Alastor Crowley who, a British occultist, who during his day was dubbed the wickedest man in the world. Um, and Alistair is the anglicized form of the Scottish Alistair, which is the Scottish version of Alexander. The latter is the English form of an ancient Greek name, Alexandros, which has the meaning protector of men. Which is interesting because Alistair is the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, once again, it could also be a reference to Alistair Crowley. So, okay, that was out of order. <laughs> Let's get back into the episode. So the boys go to meet up with Ruby and Anna. Um, Ruby's or Anna says that Ruby's not too bad for a demon. <laughs> I was telling Haley how some people kind of ship them. Some people, including me, um, Dean and Ruby. <laughs> no, Anna and Ruby. Oh, yeah, Dean has a very awkward moment where he tries to apologize to Ruby. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like, I guess I owe you for Sam, and I just wanted, you know, and Ruby says, don't strain yourself. <laughs> and Dean's like, okay, then. Is the moment over? Good, because that was awkward. And then Sam gets to have an awkward moment where he has to tell Anna that her parents are dead, which sucks. Um, and she immediately, like, starts crying, and then she, like, sobers up real quick, because she says someone is coming. Like, it's clear she's, like, heard something. Um, Dean, like, herds the whole group into the back room. Um, Sam asks the, or Ruby asks the boys where the knife is, because they kind of need it, and they have to admit that they <laughs> lost it when they but were sure fighting Alistair, which she is big mad about. Upsetness. <laughs> Very mad. Um, the back door bursts open, and there's, like, a long pause. Like, it literally bursts open and then it like goes to commercial and i was like oh my god <laughs> like it like cuts to black because it's a commercial break i was so mad <laughs> um but to their surprise it's castiel and uriel who can't just freaking teleport into the room they have to break a door down whatever <laughs> dramatic um and they demand that the boys hand over anna um, when Sam asks if they're planning to help her cast simply responds no she has to die and the episode ends this is to be continued. Dot, yeah, dot, with, the dot. To be, dude, with the to be continued that we 1000% should have taken advantage of and done a combo episode, but we're not, so now you guys also have to wait. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Look at the fluff nugget. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> 
I wasn't or we are. Uh... Okay. When is Cass gonna man up? It's gonna take him a hot minute. <laughs> He's, like he's letting himself least, being bullied by Uriel all the time. It's gonna take a minute. He's it, gotta stand up for himself. Yeah, well, he hasn't figured out how yet, okay? <laughs> Give him a chance. <laughs> he's annoying me. <laughs> he has to learn. You gotta give him some time for character development. He can't just immediately be <laughs> on, on the boy's side. He's gotta learn. But yeah, this is a really good episode. I am currently drinking lemon elderflower soda from Trader Joe's. Fun fact. I'm drinking Sprite Lemonade Legacy. Limeade Legacy. Limeade. Limeade Legacy. Whatever. Celebrating 50 years of hip hop. I have no idea what that means, but it's good. (laughs) Lemon, lime, strawberry, and lemonade are in it. Oh, that's what it is. Strawberry. I was like, I don't know why they put it in a pink can, but strawberry. It's like an exclusive flavor. But it was on sale. It was on sale and it was almost sold out. Yeah. We had to I literally <laughs> took, finagle I a, took a, one of the big boxes of Sprite, the 12 packs, and I used it to sh- to like knock at the corner of the one on the top so that it, I could it. turn it so that I could reach it. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I have no idea what to call this episode. Oops. Damn. I think I've already called an episode Dan. <laughs> Sam and Dan. Sam and Dan. <laughs> puppy napped. Have you been puppy napped? You do so good today. Yeah. You do so good, Miss Puppy Puppy. Just quiet for you, kidnapper. Puppy napper. <laughs> All right. I could call this the one the Padalecki kids can't watch. Because <laughs> it yeah. is. No, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really good episode, though. This is a really good episode. And as a fun character, um, we barely got to even see her this episode. We more dealt with, like, Sam and Ruby stuff. So now we finally know, like, more of what went down while Dean was in hell. We don't know what happened for Dean when Dean was in hell. But we're starting to get some glimpses of that, too, with meeting Alistair. Like, things are coming to light in this episode and in next, in next episode. I really wish we were doing a combo. <laughs> I wish it wasn't almost three in the morning. This is actually going to be a pretty short one, I think, too. Because there's like 20 plus minutes, 25 minutes of outtakes at the beginning. What did you just do? Why did you do that? I wanted to see if it would work. <laughs> I made my own suspenders. I don't think that's how that works. Haley has her pants have like a drawstring and then her hoodie has a drawstring and she is tying the hoodie drawstrings to the pants drawstrings. Why? I don't know. For funsies. (laughs) She needs to go to bed. Hmm. (laughs) I'm going to have a bath. You're going to have a bath? I don't know. Now it's 3 a.m. I mean, if you want to have a bath, you can. I won't judge you. Okay. But yeah, we should probably wrap this up. Are you done? Are you all done? Chloe says she's done. So, let's wrap this up. This is a good episode. And I am very excited for the next one. And hopefully it will be on time. I really want to get back into weekly posting. 
but it's going to take us a minute to like get established to be able to do that. So in the meantime, um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you haven't already, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all the fun places. Also, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and on Spotify. It helps the algorithm. It helps more people find us. Why are you waving at the ceiling? Stretch. Oh, she's stretching. Oh my god. She- <laughs> tell your favorite supernatural fans about us. Fa- favorite? Yes, tell your favorites, but also your fellow supernatural fans about us. Um, if you want to reach out, you can find us on Twitter at Talk About Sam Pat. Talk about Sam Pod on Instagram at We Need to Talk About Sam Podcast. Are you laughing at me? <laughs> Maybe. Shush. And on Tumblr and TikTok at We Need to Talk About Sam. I'm Little Red Who Could on Twitter, The Little Red Who Could on Tumblr, and Haley, my love, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Life Lives on Three and Tumblr at Eat Jeff Thoughts Blog. Yay. And we also have a link to our Discord server in the show notes. And I will include it. I think it's also in the tweet for this episode. And so if you would like to join that and hang out with us, feel free. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next episode. Ciao. <laughs>